Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In Columbia, South Carolina, as the Gamecocks take on the number four seed Central Connecticut State University Blue Devils out of the Northeast Conference. Guys, first pitch set tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. 
on SEC Network Plus, or I believe it's on ESPN Plus. Let me double check real quick. Make sure I'm getting you the right channel, of course. Um, but of course, Founders Park will be the site. Campbell and NC State will play earlier in the day at one o'clock. Yes, ESPN Plus. First pitch. I wanted to make sure I got that correct because I know a lot of you probably will be scrambling for that game and to find first pitch. Also, of course, we'll be streaming it live in the big club discord. But again, Central Connecticut State University, the Northeast Conference, conference champions, by the way, their head coach, Charlie Hickey. And I know we broke them down, guys, just a couple of days ago. But of course, Coach Hickey, the winningest coach in school history for the Blue Devils. This season, guys, they went 36-12, and 25-5 and five in conference play. And we're going to break down the Blue Devils. They're pitching, they're hitting. We start on the bump, as we spoke earlier in the week. A 5.02 overall ERA and a 4.02 conference ERA. And again, guys, they've been really good in regards to limiting the long ball. Only 34 home runs surrendered all season long. Their top arms, guys, of course, Southpaw Dominic Neiman, who was actually the Northeast Conference Pitcher of the Year, went 12-2 with a 2.76 ERA. Left-handed pitcher Jake Newman, who I think is actually going to get the baseball for the tomorrow. Uh, their head coach, Charlie Hickey, went on 107.5 the game earlier this week and told the guys at 107.5, they most likely would not start Neiman tomorrow and would go with Jake Newman. So, again, maybe some gamesmanship, some strategy, if you will. Uh, Newman went 6-2 and two with a 4.65 ERA this season as well. Uh, you look at the rest of their pitching staff. Ran a pitcher, Lake Garofalo, 4-0 with a 2.09 ERA. Had 11 saves on the year. So, he is their main man out of the bullpen. And then, finally, guys, Southpaw, Anthony Mazzucato, who went 4-0 with a 3-9-4 ERA. So we're going to stick at 3-0-2 this season overall. 3-0-9 in their conference. Again, guys, just 54 home runs. So now not a power-hitting club, and they did steal 56 bags as well. The players to watch for, guys, I mentioned Ramon Jimenez earlier this week. I did not know this until, again, the head coach of Central Connecticut State, Charlie Hickey, went on 107 by the game. Ramon Jimenez will not play in tomorrow's game. He is actually suspended due to a situation in which he hit a home run in the Northeast Conference Tournament, held his bat running down the line, like celebrating, if you will, and kind of flipped the bat. And the Northeast Conference felt like that was enough to throw him out of that game and suspend him for one Ball game. So I really, truly feel for the Blue Devils in this situation. But Ramon Jimenez, who hit 347 on the year, 11 homers, 57 RBI. So basically their best hitter all the way around. He is out for game one of the Columbia Regional. You then talk about infielder, outfielder, Hunter Pascalini. Hit 306, four homers, 21 ribby, and 19 stolen bases on the season. Also outfielder, Joe Rios. Hit 275, seven homers. 31 RBI. You then turn to infielder Elliott Good. Hit 310, two homers, 38 RBI. And then finally, outfielder Jimmy Sullivan, who hit 308 with four home runs and 22 RBI. But Jimenez not being in the lineup, that is a huge blow for Central Connecticut State. And it'll be interesting to see how they strategize around that. And of course, guys, going to put a ton of pressure on the other guys in this lineup. But I will say this in regards to CCSU. If you look at the commentary in the chatter this week from D1, our guys over at 11.7, folks that know college baseball, 
Central Connecticut State's actually as one of the better four seeds in the tournament. So as I mentioned earlier in the week, guys, this is not a team the Gamecocks can take lightly. You cannot sleep on the Blue Devils. Some will look and just say, okay, one versus four, you're going to kill them. But you'd be surprised how often these games are really close. And, of course, again, Central Connecticut State, they're riding high, won their conference tournament, won their conference, if you will. So they're going to be fired up. They're going to be excited. A confident bunch for sure should be a great game tomorrow night at Founders Park. In regards to the South Carolina side of things, who is the starting pitcher? Well, that is TBD because we do not know. I'm sure that's something we'll find out later in the day when Central Connecticut State also announces who will tow the rubber for them. But as Mark Kingston said, we do not know right now. It's somebody on the current roster. So good to know that I or Brendan M or Cody Gaskins or, or none of you out there will be throwing first pitch tomorrow because we'd probably be in a world of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what to watch for? Let's dive into the top storylines, guys. And number one is this. Postseason baseball begins in Columbia, South Carolina. And our, I would argue, guys, there is nothing better. And there is nothing like postseason baseball at Founders Park. The Rowdy Roosters will be out and about. This is like opening day all over again, right? You know how opening day you get the jitters and the butterflies and you kind of have those nerves creeping in? It's going to feel like that times like a hundred, right? And so how South Carolina handles that, of course, there's the energy, there's the excitement. It obviously helps being on your home field. You'll feel comfortable there. But there's just a different feeling, man. It's a different vibe. Yes, the grind of the SEC and, and big SEC series, you sort of get that vibe of big-time baseball. You definitely do. But it just reaches another level when you get into the postseason. So postseason baseball, returning to South Carolina, as it should be, you know, it's crazy. I listened to Landon Powell yesterday on radio, and he was talking about North Greenville and their appearance in Cary and everything, but he talked about the Gamecocks, and he said, South Carolina, great to see them hosting a regional, as they should do every single year. And as we know, guys, I mean, again, it really, as long as you're hosting, you get to this point, what you did in the regular season, that's all fine and dandy. But the way I view Carolina baseball is like, okay, this is when it cuts on. This is when we have supreme confidence. Because you know what? South Carolina has been here. We've done it. We've won big. We've won national championships. This is nothing new. We live for this part of the season. I mean, this is the part of the season that's fun. The regular season, it's nice and everything. It's fun. But this, this is why you come to South Carolina. To play in games like this to play in the postseason at Founders Park, it's going to be an absolutely electric atmosphere for all three or four days, however many it takes. Uh, guys, something else we're looking for, I just mentioned it, but who gets the ball in game one for the Gamecocks? It's going to be really interesting to see who will tow the rubber. I still think it's probably going to be Eli Jones. I don't know that, you know, I think it's just gamesmanship. I don't really think who Central Connecticut State's going to throw really dictates or has any impact on who the Gamecocks will throw in this game. But it is going to be interesting to see, do they... I, I, I will be surprised if at some point this weekend we're not surprised by who is towing the rubber, by who is getting the start. I, I just think Kingston, he's such an analytics guy. He's such a matchups guy. It will not surprise me. Like, dude, I would not be shocked if, like, Matthew Becker started tomorrow. Like, something just... Off the wall. I think it's going to be Eli Jones. I think it should be Eli Jones. But the way that Mark Kingston loves to play matchups and loves to play analytics and look at the numbers, 
it won't su- surprise me at all. But who gets the ball tomorrow? I think it's going to be Eli Jones. going to be interesting to see who they will go with for sure. Uh, something else, guys, we're looking forward to. Hey, is the injury bug finally subsiding? We've already heard this morning. Cole Messina is good to go. That is huge for this ball club. That is absolutely huge. And I knew with Cole Messina, man, Cole Messina is a freaking warrior. It was going to take, I mean, he could not even function for him to go in this one. I mean, he was going to do everything he needed to do to play. uh, And it sounds like he's been on the mend all week and he will be good to go. So Cole Messina, that is a huge boost that he will indeed be behind the dish for the Gamecocks. (coughs) Excuse me. Braylon Wimmer back in the field at shortstop. Really excited for that. Uh, I think, again, a huge boost boost for the Yardcocks and what it means for them defensively. You know, Wimmer is such a glue guy, as I mentioned before, guys, and such a leader for this ball club. Getting him back at short is big. Kingston also mentioned this morning, how about Chris Veach? 100% healthy. Mentioned at the break, helped out a lot of their guys. Chris Veach is truly 100% good to go. Will McGillis even. It sounds like he could help out the Yardcocks in a DH role. Not going to play in the field, right? Not going to play in the field, but can help in DH. So we all felt like, you know what, and one of the reasons I think a lot of us are optimistic going in the postseason is that this team is getting healthy again. This team is getting as back to as close to their original starting nine as they had in regards to where everybody was in the field and the lineup, of course. But uh, this team is getting healthy. So maybe, just maybe, and fingers crossed, the injury bug is indeed subsiding, and South Carolina can get back to playing the baseball that we all know they are all capable of. With that being said, guys, Wimmer is back. McGillis can DH. What happens with Michael Braswell? That's another big storyline, and a lot. that's a question a lot of you have had this week. Does Talmadge LeCroy move to DH and Brazzy to third? Does Brazzy go to second and Boots will tip it out the lineup? How do they handle this? Because I agree with you guys. I agree Michael Braswell is a valuable piece of this lineup. He's a guy that should be in the lineup. He's a guy that can help this this team win games. And I think to just throw Wimmer back at short, and listen, I think Braylon Wimmer, without a doubt, is the best defensive shortstop on this roster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. 
So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. But Michael Braswell has a role in this team and he can help this team win in the postseason. So what do they do with him? Again, do they stick him at third? Do they stick him at second? Do they put him at DH? Do they bench him initially and then bring him in late? Like, how do they handle that? That now adds a new layer of what you have to think about going into tomorrow's game the rest of the weekend as well. Uh, guys, the big storyline for this one. <clears throat> On the Central Connecticut State side of things, again, I mentioned the lineup with Jimenez out. How do they adjust to that? It's going to put a lot more pressure in this game tomorrow night on Pascalini, Rios, Good, Sullivan, all of their big sticks. So what are the adjustments made by Charlie Hickey? And does it change their offensive approach? Do we see a CCSU team that is really aggressive? They're bunting, playing small ball. They are putting pressure on the Gamecocks defensively, if you will. So what is the offensive approach by CCSU in their lineup with their top slugger Jimenez out for this one? Guys, the big storyline in this one, like I mentioned, I think it's going to be Jake Newman as the starter for Central Connecticut State. My question is this, how does South Carolina handle the Southball? How do the Gamecocks handle left-handed pitching? We have seen it at times this year give Carolina trouble, right? It seems that they've been able to hit the Paul Skeens of the world. They've hit Brandon Sprout. They've hit guys throwing 97 with no problem. But you get a little bit of a junk lefty in there that can mix speeds and locate and can just pitch. Kind of one of your old school guys. I mean, that's something that, you know, a lot of hitters, they struggle with it because it's all about velocity now. Everybody's throwing 95, 96, 97. You get a guy in there throwing 88 and 90 that can move it, that can spin it, make it dance, switch eye levels. He can go inside, outside, whatever. Makes it very tough. So can South Carolina offensively make that adjustment? Because we've seen it before. We have seen the Gamecocks struggle with more soft tossing type pitchers. We've seen them struggle with lefties for sure. So, and also, what does it mean for the lineup, do they play more matchups? Do you see it a, a right-handed heavy lineup tomorrow night, or do they stick with their same starting nine? Do they keep Gavin Costas in there, which I think they will. you got to keep that slugger in. But how does this affect the Gamecocks offensively, and can they handle the southpaw? It's going to be interesting to see as well. And finally, guys, and, and we have to bring this up, and this is not just a storyline for tomorrow night. This is a storyline for the entire weekend. And it's something that, again, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but it's a conversation that has to be had. And it is this, the reality of what this weekend means for Mark Kingston. And especially tomorrow night, getting off to a good start. But the pressure, and I don't know that that's really going to factor in. Like, I, I doubt the guys on this roster are much thinking about, you know, Mark Kingston's job status or the way fans feel about it because they're just trying to go out there and win ball games. But I just wonder, does it play into at all? Like, do we see... I don't want to say, do we see South Carolina pressing? But does Mark Kingston manage this weekend differently? Does he now manage, <clears throat> excuse me, the postseason differently because of the pressure? Because there's real pressure, guys. There's no reason. There's no point in trying to evade the conversation. There's no point in trying to sugarcoat it. If the Gamecocks don't get out of this regional, I don't care what you think of Campbell. I don't care what you think of NC State. I don't care if you think Central Connecticut State is the best four seed in the tournament. If Carolina does not get out of this regional at home, Mark Kingston should be gone by Monday. There's just no question. There's no debate. There's no banter about it. He should be gone. We very clearly outlined the expectations in the preseason. Super regionals or bust. 
And if you don't make the Supers, one of three scenarios were going to happen. Number one, you missed the postseason. You should have been gone. We all know that. That didn't happen. Number two, you go on the road for the postseason. That didn't happen. Great job. You hosted. But if you can't get out of your own regional at Founders Park in front of the home faithful, ladies and gentlemen, that might be the most damning result of all the three I just mentioned. So the pressure's real. The reality is that this weekend, I think Mark Kingston's job is literally on the line this weekend. Advancing to the Super Regionals, his job is on the line. It, it depends on it. And I know for some of you, that won't even be enough. But the absolute minimum to even have the conversation that Mark Kingston's back next year, they got to win this regional. Bottom line. Bottom line. It might be an uncomfortable conversation for some. Why are you talking about that going into a big weekend? Because it's just the reality, man. It's the reality. It has to happen. The pressure's on. There's always pressure. If you don't like pressure, don't be the head coach of South Carolina baseball. I don't know what else to tell you. So the pressure is on Mark Kingston. The pressure's on this ball club. And the pressure's on him and his entire coaching staff to get this team back as close to you can, back to what we saw in the first 40 games. Because we know the team's capable. That's it. That's the problem here if you're Kingston. You cannot blame it on injuries, talent, what it like. We know the team is in place. This 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 squad we got right now, sure, there's injuries here and there, but nobody's 100% right now. Nobody. No team out there is 100%. Everybody's got some injuries. And I'd argue, I mean, God, you're as healthy as you've been since mid-season at this point, right? With Messina back behind the dish, of course, but Wimmer getting back in the field, and Chris Veach is good, and hell, McGillis can even DH. He couldn't even do that back in the middle of the season. So the pressure's on Kingston. The pressure's on this team to get the most out of this ball club and advance to the Super Regional round. Guys, let's move to my key player for tomorrow night's game. And I already mentioned yesterday my key Gamecock of the weekend is indeed Ethan Petrie. I just think that Ethan Petrie's a guy, man, that if he gets hot, this team will get hot. I feel confident if he gets hot, this team will get hot. However, I'm going to pick a different key player for tomorrow's game because he is finally, for the first time in a while, making his return to the field, and he's such a key piece for this group. My key player for tomorrow's game, guys, is indeed Gamecock shortstop Braylon Wimmer. I, I talked about it in the preseason. He's a glue guy. He's one of your veterans. Hey, Braylon Wimmer is one of the few guys on this roster who played in the regionals in Columbia in 2021 and made a significant impact. So Braylon Wimmer, one of your leaders, man. I think he's a guy, of course, you're going to lean on. And obviously him getting back into the flow of things in the field, I think it's going to be huge. But uh, Braylon Wimmer, one of your leaders at the top of the lineup, also he's going to spark the offense. So Braylon Wimmer, for me, is the key player for tomorrow's night's game against the Central Connecticut State Blue Devils, which leads me into my prediction. And I know, guys, I've already highlighted it on social media, so you may have already seen it. You may have already seen it. But when I look at this game, listen, I, I think Central Connecticut State's a very capable four seed. I really do, and the Gamecocks could lose this game. I think people need to grasp that right now. This is a losable ball game. This is a losable ball game. There is no question in my mind. Central Connecticut State will feature a really, really good lefty. Again, I think it's going to be Jake Newman. I mean, God, if it's Dominic Neiman, he was the Northeast Conference Pitcher of the Year. His numbers speak for themselves. But they obviously feel really good about Newman if they're going to if they're going to go with him. Six and two, four, six, five ERA this year. South Carolina. I think the energy is going to be there, the excitement. I don't worry about that at all. If you can't get excited to play, you know, a weekend like this, get your pulse checked, go do something else, because this game ain't for you. Offensively, <clears throat> the Gamecocks have got to get back to being patient. We saw it all, all, all the first half of the season, first 40 games, if you will. 
This lineup was extremely patient. They were able to work counts, generate walks, hit by pitches, right? Get ahead in counts and get their pitches. And when they got their pitch, they got a mistake they didn't miss, right? You got to get back to that. You cannot chase. You cannot help Newman out at all, whoever's on the bump for Central Connecticut State, okay? I think getting off to a fast start in this one, also really important because the four seed, right? Hey, they're riding with confidence. You can eliminate that really quickly. You jump out, you get up three, four, nothing. Your starting pitcher throws up a couple zeros. You know, I think Central Connecticut State looks around and says, oh my God, we're in Founders Park against an SEC team. You know, th this is overwhelming, right? However, this is a Blue Devil squad. They've done it before. They've gone to Fayetteville, Arkansas. They've seen a great SEC environment. And hell, they've won a game back in 2019 in the NCAA tournament. They took down Cal 7-4 back in 2019. On the bump, I feel confident, honestly, guys, whoever you got out there, I think Eli Jones will most likely get the start. You know, I think, I think it's a capable Central Connecticut State lineup. They can give you some trouble, but they're not going to be a power hitting. I think as long as he's able to keep the baseball down, um, you know, locate, mix speeds, of course, attack, throw strikes. I think he's going to be very successful. I think the Gamecocks are the better team, top to bottom, of course, SEC town against the Northeast Conference. Central Connecticut State, they're a good four seed, but I expect the Gamecocks guys, again, to come out. I think they, I, I talked about this, and it was so funny to see the 17 Campbell fans that exist no disrespect to my orange and black podcast guys, but I threw them a little bit of shade after kind of some of the grief they gave me yesterday. But, you know, last night on social media, I just made the point that, you know, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow as we really dive into the regional right as it gets going. But everybody wants to talk about the chip on the shoulder of Campbell and that, oh, they, they're disrespected because they didn't host. And, you know, you would think based off the chatter, they were the favorite. So, you know, I understand Campbell has a chip on their shoulder. I, I get it. I respect it. But I think the Gamecocks should absolutely have one as well. I, I mean, there, there's no doubt. They've got something to prove, man. This team has got a lot to prove in the sense of showing that those first 40 games, they weren't a fluke. This That's who this team actually is. And yeah, sure, we've been in a cold stretch. We've been in a cold spell. But the last 15 games or so is not who this team is the first 40 are. And I mean... Being on your home field and being viewed as the underdog in your regional. I think this team. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Comes out fired up, motivated, inspired. I think they will play with an edge. I think they will play with great excitement, great energy, that chip on their shoulder. And again, guys, of course, this team loves playing at Founders Park. You know, we talked about why it's such a big deal to be at home. The Gamecocks this year at Founders, guys, 26 and 7 
on the home field. So the numbers speak for themselves. This is a team that loves hitting there. It'll be a warm weekend. It'll be a great weekend to be a hitter. It'll be a great be a great night to be a hitter tomorrow night for the Gamecocks. And I think a game that South Carolina will be able to pull away. I, I've got the Gamecocks. Lock me in. I've got Carolina winning this one. South Carolina, eight Central Connecticut State, two. So I got the Gamecocks taking care of business. Again, I think Eli Jones or whoever is on the bump for South Carolina will deal. And I think the offense will chip away, chip away, chip away, do just enough. Uh, I think early on, obviously, the energy going, everybody kind of getting settled in. I think this is a game you could see 0-0 going in the third, fourth inning. But I think the Gamecocks, once they get settled in, maybe second time to the lineup, will start to break out. And I think they'll take care of business in game one against the four seed and set up a huge game on Saturday night at 6 o'clock between either they and NC State or Campbell, depending on who wins that game tomorrow. That first pitch, of course, set for 1 o'clock. So, again, lock me in, guys. I got Gamecocks 8, Central Connecticut State 2, as South Carolina gets off to a great start in the Columbia Regional. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com